uh, listening to us daily broadcast uh, every day, starting at 6 o'clock in the morning all the way to the midnight hour and to the next day. And we do this seven days a week, 365. And um, we just thank for you all just tuning in to uh, our service online, virtual. We've been doing it for many years. We've been uh, around since 1992, September uh, 23rd, 1992, broadcasting online since 2000. And um, we've been doing it before the pandemic. You know, we've been a virtual ministry. Um, and so we just thank God for you all tuning in and uh, listening to the Word of God. And if you'd like to help me, you can also, you know, become one of my radio uh, announcers and uh, have your own show uh, on our radio system. And uh, you can talk about the things that you like to do best and the area of expertise. Um, amen. Seven days a week, 365 if you can handle it. Or you could just start with just four shows and four TV shows every single night um, or once a week or, you know, whatever is, is good for you to do. Amen. So we're getting ready to get started. And we're going to start with prayer as we go live. Father God, we thank you, Father, for this night. We thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for opening up the airways, Lord God, so we can speak your word to your people around the world and here in America and many other countries. We thank you so much for your divine help and helping us to be a part of your glory, uh, being steward of your word and your work. We thank you and honor you and we bless your holy name for just everything. Um, ignite my tongue and my mouth and my mind that I may just speak your word clearly and pure, unadulterated word of God, the living God. We thank you, Father, for who you are. In Jesus' name, I pray. I want to bless everyone as we um, celebrate this Good Friday and we move into the resurrection uh, weekend, the most holiest um, season, most holiest week uh, in the year. Amen. So we first turn our attention to Genesis chapter uh, 39 as we walk through the Bible uh, from Genesis to Revelation in its entirety, and then we'll come back. Um, uh, Chris Starr, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming on board. We appreciate you as we go live tonight. May God bless you and your family, your household, and your kinsmen and kinswomen. Amen. So it says in Genesis chapter 39 that and Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar's uh, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian brought him the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in the sight of the Lord and uh, as he served him. And he made him overseer over his house. And... Um, <clears throat> Uh, 
and over all that he had. And the Lord blessed on the Egyptians' house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. I want to stop right there for you guys to realize that when you serve the one true and live in God, however you may think of him, he will bless you. And not only you, but the blessings that uh, is upon your life it will also extend to the people that surround you. Amen. Thank you, um, Kate um, Pendleton, uh, Pendleton um, for being a part of our, our broadcast tonight. And um, so you got to understand that's why Joseph, as he served, you know, this, his master, the, uh, the Egyptian Potiphar, um, he, his household, Potiphar's household, became blessed. Amen? Um, and so that's how you are. Wherever you are, whatever job you take on, whether you're um, seriously, you know, some people get incarcerated um, because of someone told a lie on them and things like that, but there's a reason why you're there. Uh, one don't, don't know it's a hardship, but the blessing that will flow on even the jailhouse is, is tremendous, you know? Um, and uh, we'll see that happening in Joseph's life as we move forward. So Genesis chapter 39, verse 6 says, And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught he had, save the, the bread which he did eat. So this man gave Joseph everything, responsibility for everything, to the point that he wasn't worried about anything and only the food that he, he ate, um, you know, that Joseph uh, and his household uh, servants prepared for him. You know, everything was in Joseph's hand. Isn't that something? That's some powerful gift somebody to turn over all of their estate to you because they trust you so much because God is with you. And this will happen to you too now in the 21st century. So, and Joseph was a goodly person and uh, well-favored. Verse 7 says, and it came to pass after these things that his mother's wife cast her eyes, uh, his master's wife, I'm sorry, cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, lie with me. So this woman went to Joseph and asked him to go to bed with him, with her. She was a married woman in treating him this way. So um, verse 8, but Joseph refused, and he said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master um, wrought not what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has into my hands. Um, There is none greater in this house than I, neither has he kept back anything from me, um, but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day and night. So she she kept bothering him. Um, thank you, um, Riches uh, uh, Kumar, for coming in to tonight's broadcast. Really appreciate you uh, for tuning in. Um, she bothered him every day, every night, all throughout the day. She, she she antagonized this man for him to be a part. Hi, God bless you. Thank you for letting me know you can hear me. Um, she antagonized him because she wanted him. She lusted after this man's flesh. She wanted 
a piece of him because, you know, people, when you're anointed of God, people see the God in you, and because they see this regalness about you, you know, they wonder about you. And it's not you, the person that they see. They see God in you, the glory of God that shines upon you, and that's anyone who um, is a servant of God, anyone from a, a child um, from birth all the way to someone of old age, uh, you will see this glow and glory upon a, an individual. So she wanted a piece of that. But instead of her seeking God, she went after the man. And that's what we find a lot of people in, you know, the, the, the church world, Christendom, you know, they will glorify the man. If we take the time to glorify God, we'll get that glory upon us as well. But this woman badgered this man day and night um, for him to lay down with her, to go to bed, to have sexual intercourse with her, okay? And let me put it really clear. She wanted him to commit the act of adultery, fornication. You know, she she's an Egyptian woman, and this is not even a, an Egyptian man. It's a man from a different culture, different um, training, different background, and she wanted him to commit sin, not against, not only against God, but against his master, uh, the one who, Potiphar, who gave him everything. I mean, he was king in Potiphar's house. Um, and, and so we, we have a problem here because he didn't want to lose, lose his livelihood. You know, it was like he had a job to do. He was doing a great job. And here come this woman, and he dared not even tell his master about what she was doing to him. He respected her that much, and he honored his master even more not to tell him of this um, devastation uh, of this corrupt woman that that was his wife, you know? And we find this all the time. We see it in Hollywood, American uh, culture, Western culture. All these people think that this is a a light thing for a man to lay with a woman. They they don't think it is as nothing, you know? But it's a very important thing, and it's, 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 it's against God. Here this man is a virgin. And this woman is not, she's married, and she wants to take his virginity and for him to commit this foul act to lay with her. Okay, so let's go back to the Bible. The scripture says in chapter 39 of Genesis, and I'll read verse 8 again. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master want not what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he had to my hand. Uh, these uh, there's none greater in this house than I. Neither has he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Verse ten, he says, and it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day and day that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be. Uh, with her. Verse 11, it says, And it came to pass after this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got himself out of there. Amen? Verse 13, And it came to pass as she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and, and fled forth. 
that she call upon the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he has brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto us to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried that he lifted, left his garment with me, and he fled and got him out. So here she's lying on this man. And we find this type of situation happen over and over and over to men, that women will lie on the man if they don't conspire with them, if they don't do what they want, they're bidden, and they will lie. Now, this man is an innocent man, and now he is being lied on, and, um, you know, the act of uh, the thought of adultery, the thought of uh, the fornication type of a mindset was hers. The sin was in her mind to do this, this, this bad deed, but since she could not get the man to succumb to her, she then did the next best thing was to lie on him to get rid of him from her sight. And, and so she, she told the people in her household, now everybody would believe her because you know, they, one, probably were afraid of her. Uh, two, she was the the um, Potiphar's um, wife, and, you know, she ruled over them. So all of those people that she called and, and made this accusation were servants to her, right, and to her master, um, to her husband. And they were um, servants, so they have to believe and honor her word. But I can assure you there was somebody there that knew what was going on but they were probably afraid to say anything, uh, to speak the truth against her. Amen? All right, so let's continue uh, in um, Genesis chapter 39, verse uh, 16. And she lied um, up his gar- laid up his garment by her until the Lord came home. And she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me, and it came to pass as I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled out. And it came to pass when his master heard the word of his wife, uh, which he she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant uh, 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 d- did thy servant to me that his wrath was kindled, and Joseph's master took him and put him in prison. He didn't even ask for a witness. He didn't ask anyone else. He just believed this woman's word, uh, which was his wife. It was a, a shame. It was a, a shameful thing. Now, I believe that Potiphar really loved Joseph. Uh, he honored him so much that he gave him all his wealth. You know, so I don't think that um, Potiphar even believed her. But, um, you know, she was an Egyptian, and he's an Egyptian, and how can they take the, you know, how can he go against her um, with a Hebrew, you know, someone that was enslaved to him, you know? So it, it's just, I guess, for shameless, for, for save face, he just went ahead and incarcerated this man, you know, um, and made him totally guilty. And we find that stuff happening over and over and over in all seven continents of the world. This type of thing happens. Amen. Um, the wrongful accusation of someone and 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 they get incarcerated for a crime that they did not commit. 
So verse 21 in uh, Genesis chapter 39 says, um, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. So even in a situation of being incarcerated, as as I said earlier uh, tonight, that um, um, thanks, Ben, uh, Israel, for coming in to the broadcast. Thank you so much. Um, you know, it, it, it shows that you have um, God uh, looking out for his own, even though you are wrongfully accused. So I'm talking to someone tonight, maybe to many people, that has been incarcerated and the act and the accusation that is against you is, is false. So I want you to stay encouraged because if you are a man or a woman of God, see that God is not going to leave you or forsake you, and that's the moral of this particular chapter, that God kept on blessing Joseph. God kept on blessing him with mercy and kindness and favor and pouring out so much blessing that even the the, the keeper of the, the prison turned over all the responsibility to another prisoner to Joseph to man manage and maintain this prison. He became like the warden. Amen. Ain't that something? And uh, uh, you know that's the power of God. And I can sh- assure you that the blessings that were in Potiphar's house when Joseph left, the, those blessings ceased to, to continue. And Potiphar started experiencing probably darkness in his house. And pro- probably he had nothing to do with his wife. Also. You know, that accusation that he knew that was wrong, um, that that husband was probably just, he probably would probably want to cast his wife away, amen, divorce her for this accusation that she made against this man. But it didn't say that he did that. But I can assure you that the blessing that was on Joseph's life when he put the man in prison, there was no longer a blessing that covered Potiphar's house, amen, or anything that was his. Amen. And so we got to understand that as a child of God, the blessings are with you. Uh, you come and you bring forth the the glory of God wherever and wherever God allow you to be or to rule over. Amen. Praise God. So for tonight, um, I want to continue to read another chapter, and then we're going to go into uh, talking about. Um, the, the time of season that we're in, Good Friday, and we have about 45 minutes left into the day uh, on the East Coast as we deal with um, why we celebrate Good Friday. It, it is the, the, the most holiest day in the year as we remember what God's um, son, Jesus Christ, has did. Uh, he died on Calvary's cross. So I'm going to do a segue uh, after I read chapter uh, 40 of Genesis and move into um, the history uh, of, of something that actually occurred, and we do we, we do know we do have a lot of different contradictive stories as to you know the different um, Christendom and and why Christianity take on these names and 
Jesus Christ, we have a lot of people always debunking or trying to debunk the word of God. Um, and uh, so, you know, I, I was sent something uh, earlier today about these type of things um, when it comes to the name and so forth um, that um, we celebrate. But as Christians, we call it Resurrection Sunday as we move forward into that. Um, and um, uh, we we have a lot of different um, um, sayings, you know, dealing with Asherah and, and all of those um, uh, pagan religions and, and so forth, um, dealing with the Catholic, uh, Roman Catholic, Catholic Church and all of these things. Um, but I'm going to try and just keep it really simple for tonight, uh, reading as we read. Uh, so turn your attention um, to Genesis chapter 40, and then we'll move into um, the seven uh, spoken words of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross uh, before he uh, gave up the ghost uh, and um, entered into um, the the time when he will uh, translate uh, and be resurrected, you know, um, going down into Hades and fighting the battle uh, to take back uh, the keys to hell, death, and the grave, which Lucifer had taken from the first Adam because of the obedience and disobedience of uh, Eve and Adam eating the, the, the tree that God told him not to touch and, and uh, to take uh, Satan, Lucifer took away uh, the dominion that was given unto Adam, the first Adam. And so let's read uh, Genesis chapter 40 and we'll move into the Good Friday um, um, segment and segue into the Resurrection um, Saturday and Resurrection Sunday um, message. So uh, Genesis chapter 40 says, And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offered, um, they had offended their lord, the, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wrought against two of his officers against the chief of the butler and the against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in the ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, uh, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued a season in ward. Verse 5 said, And they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night, and each of them, according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in, in, in the morning, and he looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked, uh, Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. Um, and Joseph said unto them, Do not in, inter, in, do not interpretation belongs to God? Tell me, I pray you, and the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream, behold, uh, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches, and it was as though uh, it budded, 
and her blossoms uh, shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And the Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed uh, them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And uh, Joseph said unto him, This is the interpretation of it. Uh, The three branches are three days, yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up uh, thy head and restore thee unto thy place, and thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner when thou was his butler. Verse 14, But think on me when it shall be well with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream, and uh, behold, I had three white baskets on my head, and in the uppermost basket there was of all manner of um, basket meat, baked meat for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off of thee and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants. And he lifted up the feast unto all his servants. He lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants. And he restored to the chief butler unto the butlership again, and he came the uh, cup into Pharaoh's, and he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he uh, hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph but he forgot he forgot him. He forgot him. Amen. God bless the reading of his holy word. Amen. So you see here, even incarcerated, um, the gift that Joseph had, the gift of interpretation, the gift of a dreamer, being able to not only interpret his own dreams, because the reason why he's incarcerated, uh, the reason why he was uh, sold into captivity, in slavery, was because of the jealousy of his brothers because of the dreams that he had. He told them about his dreams. Um, he told them that they would be by bowing down as the sheaves. Uh, they they would, uh, the sun and the moon, which is his mother and father, uh, would also bow down to him. And um, they didn't um, like that. They, they, you know, they were the older one and he was the younger brother outside of Benjamin, but they they did not like that. And, uh, you know, um, Joseph being favored also uh, was another problem that he had where um, his mother 
was the one with Rebecca that you know the father really really loved, and she he worked almost twenty years for her to leave uh, her father's uh, household. So you know uh, he he ended up with Leah, um, the the first wife, but he was not ever in love with that woman, although she gave him more sons than Rachel, um, and her maids also gave him sons, right? But even all of that, he really still loved Rebecca. And so Joseph was the, the son of uh, the, loved, the loved child, I would say, and given also the, 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 the coat of many colors. It takes a while to make a garment, and yet he knit one, pearl two, he made a, a coat of many colors for his son. And they, the brothers took that, as we talked about earlier, and they dipped that in uh, goat's uh, blood and lied to their father that, you know, some animal, some beast must have devoured uh, Joseph. And, and you know, he was slow, sold to, of all people, Ishmael, Ishmaelites, right? Ain't that something? Um, and they went into uh, Egypt and sold him to Potiphar in the, the lie, Potiphar's wife sold on him, and now he's incarcerated because of that lie. And now the butler and the baker, the interpretation from there, and still, again, they forget him. One died, and he had got chopped off, and the, the cupbearer forgot about Joseph. All right, so let's turn our attention, and we'll come back tomorrow night um, as we're dealing with the Resurrection um, Saturday into Resurrection Sunday. Uh, we'll be reading uh, Chapter uh, 41 of Genesis, as well as knitting um, the scriptures that deals with um, Jesus Christ, uh, the promises that were written and foretold in the Old Testament uh, came to fruition in the New Testament. All right, so let's turn our attention to um, one scripture that I will read, and prayerfully I get some other people to come on to help me read some of these scriptures and give their interpretation of the word of God. But in the meantime, until that happens, I'll just move forward. All right, so turn your attention. um, And I I did this a little earlier today at 7 p.m. The seven spoken words of Jesus Christ um, before he died on Calvary's cross. All right, and so let's turn our attention to the first word found in Matthew Uh, I'm sorry, Uh, we'll be reading from Matthew chapter uh, 27. We'll be reading also um, Luke chapter 23. Uh, We'll be in John chapter 19 and Psalms chapter 22. And also uh, uh, that basically will be summation. I will be in and out of the various scriptures um, and the witnesses that were there, that the writers of the text. Okay, so let's turn our attention first to Luke chapter 23, um, verse 34, and that's found in the New Testament. Uh, that's Matthew, Mark, Luke. Mark. Um, Luke chapter 23 um, says, verse 34, it says that, and then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And 
they parted his garment and they cast lots. Amen. Um, again, here you have um, another garment which his mother made for him, uh, one that was very special, just like Joseph's um, garment of many colors. Um, it's a garment where people, you know, they get inflamed about, you know, like why would he get the best material, right? And um, they decided that they wanted the garment, so they betted on his garment. While, while he was on the cross suffering, they, he was able to look down and see these people gambling and casting lot um, for who would get this garment. Amen. All right, so let's jump to the next spoken word of Jesus uh, when he says, um, I say unto you today into your hands, um, you will be with me in paradise. Uh, Luke chapter 23, verse 43. Let's jump down to that. He says, And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Um, so where did that come from? Jesus Christ is talking to the, the, the thief on the cross. Um, and I, I'll go back and read it. Uh, um, he's talking to the one that believed, you know, um, to, to become a, a child of God. Um, you know, people are saved by a belief in a thing. We want to believe in God. We want to believe in Jesus Christ. We want to believe. So we want to repent of our sins, and, and we believe. So this thief that was on the cross, he was guilty to be on the cross. He did the crime. He was a thief, you know. He was a robber. He heist stuff from people. And um, they were through with him, so they gave him one of the worst deaths, you know. Some people will cut people's hand off. But here, and this time, they decided to crucify this man on the cross, this young man. Um, and he believed on, in Jesus Christ. He believed that Jesus Christ was innocent of the, the things that he was accused of, that he was not, he was not in the wrong. Um, he apparently knew the story of Jesus Christ. And so what he asked Jesus Christ is to ask one thing, um, and I will read um, it um, in verse 30, uh, 42. He said, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me, when thou come into thy kingdom. And so Jesus then answered and said unto him, Verily I say unto you, Today shall thou be with me in paradise. Now, you look at the story of Joseph. It sounds similar, right? Joseph said to the uh, Pharaoh's um, servant, You know, I've I've interpreted, uh, you know, what's going to happen to you, all good. When you get into your kingdom, when you get you know, back uh, restored into your position, into your job. Remember me. Tell Pharaoh about me, right? This, this, this criminal here is saying to Jesus, when you get into your kingdom, remember me, you know. <laughs> Don't forget me, you know. And God gave him, Jesus Christ gave him his, his promise that today, today, because he was going to die that day, right, today will you be with me in paradise. Amen. Praise God and bless his holy name. So let's jump to the the third spoken word of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Um, and he said to uh, them, a woman, behold your son, and son, behold your mother. So turn with me to John chapter 19, and Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, 
Okay, so John is right after uh, Luke, the St. John, chapter 19, and we're looking at verse number 26. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then said he to his disciple, Because thy mother, behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. Amen. Amen. And then after that, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scriptures might be fulfilled, he said, and that's the next word that I'm going to say, he said, I thirst. I thirst. Okay? Um, <clears throat> amen. All right? And um, let me, before um, before we go to I thirst, let me just go back to the Matthew chapter 27, where God said, Jesus Christ says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? So Matthew chapter 27, and then also we go into Psalms chapter 22, where David is taking on the same posture as Jesus Christ. And in, in the, the correlation of Joseph, you know, being wrongfully accused, Jesus Christ was wrongfully accused here of things he didn't do. He wasn't into riotous anything. He was a peaceful man, yet his popularity made him um, where the the people of that community, um, the priests, the chief priests, were jealous of him. And so because of that, they wanted to shut him down. They wanted to get rid of him because of his popularity was too much for them. Amen? Um, they thought that you know, they would stop giving him them the monies and so forth. Amen. Um, but Jesus wasn't there for monies. He was there for just this time to die on Calvary's cross. That was his only purpose for being born, is to bring back all mankind uh, back to, to God. Amen. To reconcile us back to God being the, the second Adam. Amen. In total obedience. That was the purpose of Jesus Christ. Uh, birth, um, death, burial, and the resurrection. All right, so Matthew chapter 27, let's read verse uh, 45 all the way to verse 55. It says, The thief also, which were crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And after the ninth hour... Jesus cried with a loud voice, and he said, Eli, Eli, lama sabastamai, that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there when they heard that saying, they said, this man is calling on Elijah. And a straight word, one of them ran, and they took a sponge, and they filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed, and they gave it to him to drink. And the rest said, let, let's be, let us see uh, whether Elisha will come to save him. And Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. 
And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints uh, which slept arose and came out of the grave after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that uh, were with him watched Jesus, saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly this was the Son of God. And many of the women that were uh, beholden after um, off, which followed Jesus Christ from Galilee, ministered, ministering unto him. Among them was Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother uh, of James and Joseph, oh, oh, Joes, and the mother of Zebedee's uh, children. And even was come there, uh, came a rich man of Arimathaeus named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged for the body of Jesus, and Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. I'm going to continue reading to the end. Uh, Verse 59, and when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had yewned out of the rock, and he rolled up a great stone in the door of the sepulcher and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the sepulcher. Now the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that there... The, that the deceiver said, while he was yet alive, after three days, I will rise again. And command, therefore, that the sepulcher be made sure until the third day, uh, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, he is risen from the dead. So the last error shall be worse than the first. So Pilate said unto them, Ye have a watch, go your way. Make it an, an, as sure as you can. So they went and they made the sepulchre sure, sealing the, the, the stone um, and setting a watch. Oh, glory be to God. Amen. And bless his holy name. So let's go to John chapter 19, verse um, 38. John 19. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, John 19, verse 38 says, All right. And after this, Joseph of the um being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, um, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came, therefore, and took the body of Jesus, and there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight. Uh, then 
took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen cloth with the spices and the manner of the Jews in uh, is to be buried. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulcher, wherein was never a man yet laid. Uh, there laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. All right, so um, we'll read um, the next one. Uh, when Jesus says it is finished, um, I think it's uh, chapter 27, verse 46. I uh, will see, verse 46. Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. Verse verse 50 And um, verse 50 So Matthew 27 verse 50 Then Jesus he had cried again With a loud voice uh, Yielded up the ghost All right, I don't see where it says That he said it was finished Um, Why has thou forsaken me Mm, Nope 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 Okay, I'll have to find that scripture because I don't have I did I wrote down the wrong one. Well, in Luke chapter twenty three verse forty six. Let's move to that. Uh, when Jesus says, "Father, unto your hands I commit my spirit." So Luke chapter twenty three, verse forty six. Okay, and Jesus said, and when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, "Father, into thy hands." I command my spirit and have saying thus he gave up the ghost. Amen. All right. So it is Jesus who commanded his spirit. The, even the body of Jesus Christ, he would not die without God, Jesus Christ, giving himself permission to die. So here it shows, uh, the scripture says that he commanded uh, into his father's hands. And um, and that's when then he gave up the ghost. Amen. All right. So this is these are the seven words of Jesus Christ um, before he died, and this is why we celebrate um, the Good Friday celebration. Because some people don't understand. Some some people do different traditions. Um, some people only eat fish on Good Friday. You know, there's different um, things, different celebration. How. People honor the holy days, but the reason behind all of this is that we celebrate, um, you know, the resurrection. Amen. All right, so um, thank you for tuning in. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? All right. Um, I can't hear you, but I see you online, so... um, if you could um, Amen. I'm right here. Amen. All right. Okay, so I just went over reading all the seven verses, and um, I read uh, Genesis chapter 39, dealing with um, Potiphar's wife and, and Joseph. So um, go ahead, and I. Um, who wants to go ahead and, and go uh, do the first segment of um, Jesus Christ's um, first word? Um, during the last seven words of Jesus, um, which is Father, 
to give them? Who wants to talk about that? Okay. Um, the past is going to go first, and then I'm going to come okay. right behind now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Luke chapter one, Daisy mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke chapter twenty-three uh, and thirty-four is the first. First. Let me get it. Mhm. Amen. Amen. Oh, oh, forgive uh Luke, oh, so Luke said, you said Luke twenty three and thirty four, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Luke mm-hmm. 23, verse 34. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. That's it. Okay. So tell us what that oh. means to you. Mhm. When he, when when he said, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they did," he was asking the Father to forgive them for their sins because they mm-hmm. really did not understand and know why they were really crucifying him. Mhm. So he had to ask the Father to forgive them, and that was a part of the reason why he went to the cross. That was a part of the reason why he had to die. That was a part of the reason why he had to be lashed, so that we could be forgiven for our sins and that we would get a true understanding of God. That's what it means to Mm -hmm. me. Amen, amen, amen. Awesomeness, awesome. Yeah, people did not know who he was um, at all, know that he was actually God in the flesh, um, you know, and, you know, they didn't know any of that, uh, nor did they believe, you know, that he was uh, from God. They thought that Joseph was his father, you know, because he came out of Mary, um, and Mary was impregnated before he was, but before she was married to Joseph, but how in the world, you know, it was just a complicated situation. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Very good, very good interpretation of that. Um, so could you read, um, um, Dr. Seabury, um, Luke chapter 23, verse 43, and give me your interpretation of that. Twenty-three and forty-three. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can see that small thing. Oh, this is large 
Amen, amen. Um, this is about the crucifixion of Jesus. So it reads in King James Version, and Jesus said unto him, Verily, I say unto thee, Day shalt thou be with me in paradise. So at this time, um, what it means to me is that the two guy, the two men, the that um, the thief and the robber, um, who was on the cross with him, um, one of them was asking God, "When he get to the kingdom, will they, um, will he, um, he please forgive him?" And that's when Jesus said to him. He has ended this in verse 42, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into the kingdom. And that's what that is uh, talking about, verse 43. And this also depicts today as we are using our cross to, um, to be able to uh, see how God, as it, He um, died on the cross, but we mm-hmm. have a cross to bear and to carry, and with our own mm-hmm. um, daily walk in this journey, we we have mm-hmm. a cross that we have to bear too as well. And it, and it shows us that you know even in illustration because. When you look at the crucifixion of 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 of, uh, of Jesus, it depicts a lot, really, and um, and I could go on and on because everything that we that we're going through in life, he went through, mm-hmm. and it's amazing mm-hmm. to me. So yeah, I want I'm gonna stop right there because I want to stay on on the subject, but yeah, amen. Oh, yeah, you're welcome to expound on, you know, um, how it relates and correlates today, you know, because, you know, some people say, oh, those words are old and applied to me, but I assure you the word of God is applicable to everyone. So it's it's fine. But let's jump into um, John chapter mm-hmm. 19. Um, Paris, if you could read uh, where God talks about his mother, uh, Jesus Christ talks about his mother, John chapter 19, verse 26, mm-hmm. and give, give an interpretation of that one. And, you know, anyone else who, so, who is able to, you know, if I can call on know, that, just, you know, no one else was okay. so far. Okay. When yeah. Jesus okay. saw his mother there and the disciples mm-hmm. who he loved standing nearby him, said to her, Woman, he is your son. And to the disciples, he is your mother. From mm-hmm. from that time on, the disciples took her into his. From that time on, this disciple mm-hmm. took her into his home. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So, what does that mean? Um, you know, taking. A, 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 another person into your own home um, to take care of her probably until she passed, you know, That's, for life. To me, 
that to me that's just like how Jesus took us in as sinners. Mm. You know, mm. we were we were sinners and he adopted us into his family and he, he he helped us. He made sure that we were okay, that we were loved and that we were mm. taken taken care of. Mm. That's what that means to me. You know, in today's world people are so cruel hearted. They're so for themselves, mm-hmm. they're, they're they're not for anybody else, right? right and if they right. are, if, and if and if they are for you, that has to benefit them in some kind of way. Oh, oh definitely. We have yeah, fallen. For me? We have, yeah, we have fallen so far away from the love mm-hmm. of God, the true love of God. Mm-hmm. Everything is me, 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 me nowadays. We live like in a me, me, fast microwave generation. Yeah. If it doesn't yes. benefit, if it doesn't benefit me, just stay away. Mm. People are so mean-hearted nowadays. When he, when, yes. when he, when he said, "Help the, help the widow, help the senior, help the ones that have no mother, no father," you know. Treat your neighbor as, as you would want to be treated. And we're so far right. away from that next days. Amen, amen. So he, he was able amen. to care mother even to the point of his death. He was concerned about the living, you know, her life, um, you know, and, and putting her into someone that he trusts. Now, some people say John was his brother. You know, I, you know, but you know, it's it, it's because you know Mary had other children besides Jesus, you know, with Joseph. You know, um, some people wanted to know where was Joseph. You know, Joseph uh, was he not around anymore? Was did he pass away? Uh, we don't know because we only saw Joseph at the beginning of Jesus's life. You know. Um, and him being the protector of Mary, you know, this woman with uh, that's impregnated, you know, this, you know, teenager impregnated, you know, with a, a child and protecting her from being stoned and everything. But uh, outside of that, we don't hear uh, also go back to pay tax and bring uh, when uh, Pharaoh was no longer alive, so he was able to bring Jesus back, you know. Uh, outside of that, we don't hear anything about this Joseph, you know. So uh, Jesus Christ was concerned about his, you know, and he wanted to make sure she was Pharaoh because he didn't trust the the the, the chief elder uh, of the church in the sanctuaries, right? Because look what they did to him. So uh, yeah, yeah, damn it all. <laughs> he trusted one that followed him for three years and a half. Right, because that was his ministry, three years and a half, very short ministry. Amen. Excellent, Amen. excellent interpretation, Harris. Very good. I like it. I like it. I love with that. Um, so mine Amen. is, uh, you know, I, I talked about where it says, "My God, My God, why hast Thou forsaken me?" Uh, Matthew um, uh, twenty-seven and Psalms twenty-two. So I'm going to go to Psalms twenty-two. Turn with me to. And this is, uh, in Psalms, it's David speaking. A lot of the Bible correlates to another. 
So um, Psalm 22, it's pretty long. God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Why has thou so far from helping me and from the word of my roaring? Oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and, and in the night season, and, and, and thou art silent, and and am not silent, but thou hast, thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Um, so here you have David saying the same word as when we turn to Matthew chapter 27, uh, Matthew 12, chapter 27, um, and verse 46. Uh, verse 46, verse 45 starts from the sixth hour. 45. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 27, verse 45 says, Now from the sixth hour there was darkness all over the the earth. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, when something is happening, you, you know, clouds, somebody do you wrong. If, if somebody do you wrong and the clouds get dark and thunder and lightning, you know you're a child of God. Look what happened to um, the man called uh, uh, George Floyd. You see what happened when someone, um, you know, um, he couldn't breathe. You know, remember that? It just happened a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. He couldn't breathe, breathe, he couldn't breathe, and uh, to the point that they they, they were so um, energized and trying to um, stop this man because he had a $20 um bill that was um, um, uh, it wasn't a real $20 bill but they were so engaged in um, harassing this guy and putting the, the, the knee on the, the, the neck to the point that he couldn't breathe and he's screaming out I can't breathe I can't breathe, I can't breathe. and there was a 17 year old girl camera her no. cell phone taking this and then when he was to the point that he could not breathe anymore and he couldn't, and he died right there, right? Look at the glory that was shed across the entire world on this one man's death. Now, this type of stuff happens all the time, right? So when when, when darkness filled the whole earth when George Floyd died that day, darkness, man, I'm talking cloud and heaviness, the whole world went into riots, and they went into signs and you know, everybody of different opinions, you know, um, black versus white, all kind of different stuff. Um, different minorities came out, the Asian community, and, you know, all the different um, things that was happening came very loud because of this. So here we have Jesus Christ who was um, um, similarly died for something he didn't do um, wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. So it says that the, that the darkness was all over the land, just like George Floyd, wasn't it? The whole world, the entire globe, was affected by this. And it says, unto the ninth hour. But you can always tell a man of God, there's something about their death, man, that impacts the whole world. This Jesus Christ, his death is questionable all the time. For the next 24 million centuries, people will still be visiting this. You know, and that's something, when it's uh, something that's God-ordained, it, it, it just it just confused uh, the thoughts of man. Uh, it's the verse 
46, it says, And after the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And, um, you know, this is so powerful because here you have God himself, which we say Jesus Christ was God in the flesh, correct? And, And here you have this person that's supposed to be God, right? Yet he's saying, my God, why have you forsaken? So he's talking to himself. Like, why have you forget? Well, God can't do wrong. God can't do ugly. God can't look upon sin, right? And and, and God had to leave. Um, and, and you see later on that Jesus Christ commanded his spirit because he can't die, right? He would never die. He had to literally command his spirit to go to the Father, right? God had to leave him and, and turn his back on him. I mean, that's devastation, but it, it's the same time of the death and dying situation when George Floyd said, I can't breathe anymore. The very life-given breath, which comes from God, was getting ready to leave this man's body, and he was crying out, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. The breath of our, that we have in our body, the oxygen, comes from God, from birth, right? You know what I'm saying? It's just so powerful. But when it's time to go back to God, right, because we all are going to go back, right, unless if we're translated like Jesus Christ and we go up and, then, you know, or like Moses and we went up to the mountain, what happened to him, or all the Enoch and so many people was translated. Some people will, even in the 21st century, will be translated while they're speaking or something because the Bible says that two will be in the bed and one is taken. And this is powerful stuff we're talking about. But the breath of life was going away from Jesus Christ. He knew he was dying. He knew he had to give up the ghost. He had to give, you know, he's so powerful. It says that 10,000 angels would come at his beck and call. He could have called, there's a song that he could have called on 10,000 angels, man, to take the people out that was doing him wrong. He could have done that. He could call, he knew all the angels, right? He was, he was God in the flesh. They worshiped him. And he's in the, but it, it takes your mind just just to even consider that most people, you know, some religious sectors of of mankind said he was just a prophet. He was a good guy, you know. <laughs> but ain't no good guy can do all this stuff, really. And people are still talking about it today. They're still debating it. They're still like, you know, confused about the word of God. Someone was sending me stuff about Aristotle um, um, today about Esther and, and the queen of heaven and all of that stuff and all of this stuff. And, you know, Easter was before Jesus Christ came on the scene, you know, uh, you know from Nimrod, you know, Noah's a grandson. You know, they, they, this stuff is a, a big, big debate. Amen. But the breath of life come from God, and no man can deny that. Because when you take your last breath, if you're at the point of seeing someone die, if you're in the hospital room, for example, and you see, you know, God has blessed me so many times of taking care of my grandmother until they passed away, taking care of my grand, my father until he passed away, in my house, like taking care of my, 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 my own mother, in my home till they passed away. The day that they died, God never allowed me to see their last breath. You know what I'm saying? Because he probably knew that I couldn't have taken it, 
You understand? When you when you're in a hospital room or wherever somebody's about to lose their their last breath, you literally will see a puff of smoke leave their body and go back to God. Literally, you will see it. It's amazing. It's like, and you know, you you know, you've been in the winter, right? And you breathe and you see this puff of smoke. That's exactly what you'll see when someone takes their last breath. Well, Jesus Christ had to do that, and 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 He had to give up the ghost, the the Holy Ghost. He, you know, he was holy, right? He had to give up that. The Spirit of God had to give up his spirit back to God so that nothing um, crazy would have taken it. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's a it's a, a thing that the Jewish people still do today and the Hebrew people still do today. When, when someone dies, they literally celebrate that life for three days. They wait, you know, or something like that. They're celebrating because they know that their spirit is still hanging around for three days, man. Stuff be happening in the three days, man, when somebody dies. I'm telling you the truth. Um, it, even People that don't even believe in God will know that three days after a person dies, stuff be happening, some spiritual stuff. It's like really weird stuff. I'm telling you. <laughs> so God himself had to command where his spirit was going to go. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, so he did that when he gave up the ghost. He said, Eli, Eli, lama sabastani, right? That's Aramaic. Uh, you, 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 he spoke uh, his, his own language. Uh, and the interpretation of that in English, in the King James Version, is my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And they thought that he called on Elijah. Why? Because Elijah was so powerful that when Elijah died, right, they said that there was a, a, a man that died after Elijah, and they had a, a, a funeral service, and then they didn't have any place to put this man, so they put the man, in the dead body, into Elijah's grave, man, and they put him into, and the man hit Elijah's body, right? Now, it's covered by dirt, right, six foot under, right, covered by dirt, but the man body <laughs> The man's body went to Elijah's grave, man, and that man jumped. <laughs> the life came back in the man. That's how powerful Elijah was. Elijah could do some serious stuff. So when he says Eli, Eli, they thought he was calling on Elijah. But Eli, El, Elohim is God. El, El Shaddai, El Elohim, El Tishikanu. He's calling on God, the name of God, Eli, Eli. God, God, my God. Eli, you know, he made it personal. Like, why are you leaving me? I've done everything. I've done everything that you wanted me to do. I've, I've not done anything wrong. And, and, and as I was talking earlier about Joseph, Joseph never did anything wrong, yet he was incarcerated for a lie that a woman told on him. That she, you know, she was raped by him, and she, he, he didn't even touch her. He ran away from her. Amen? So even in, in the situation of, of, of this not doing wrong and, 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 and not committing any sin, God was calling out to himself. Like, why are you going to leave me? Why are you turning your back? It was dark for him during this time. But he knew he had done it all, and, 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 and then the people were still picking on him. They were, you know, taking his garments, you know, shuffling it, you know, you know, put, you know, putting some dices, you know, and trying to, you know, take. And you know what they said about the garment, that whoever won that game, you know, lottery, who got that garment? They said it's a centurion guard. The soldier got the guard, the garment, that he got saved. That thing messed him up. He was totally messed up in his mind. This stuff is some serious stuff, man. Supernatural heebie-jeebies, man. <laughs> you 
You don't want to touch this stuff, right? It's just it's a sensitive thing. Amen. So he gave up the ghost um, after he said it. He said he, he cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, um, Lama Shabbatai, and my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? And 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 then he also said that he thirsts here, um, and some people mocked him again. Straightway uh, they ran, and he took a sponge and and they put vinegar in this thing, and and they they, they wanted him to drink this vinegar. And for anybody who's trying to lose weight, you know they drink vinegar at night with some lemon in it. You're gonna like lose weight like crazy, right? All that bloatation's gonna be gone from you. They he wanted some water. Water is the substance of life, man. Life-giving um, water. He was asking for some water so maybe he can live for a few more moments, right? Because when, you know, anybody's doing weight, you know, weight loss and stuff again, they drink water, you know, you lose lots of weight, get rid of the water weight, get rid of the bloatation. Water will sustain you, get rid of every pain in your body. Water, he asked for water, and these people were so wicked, they gave him vinegar, which really is bitter, it, it tastes bad. It you, you know it makes you shiver when you take it. And they gave him that to drink. And not only did they do that, it says that after they had given him this uh, vinegar, um, that um, the rest they they mocked him again. They wanted to see if Elijah was going to show up. I mean, really, really, Elijah going to show up, man. And 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 then they wanted to see. If Elijah will come to save him, and and then he, uh, then in verse fifty he said Jesus he cried again, but it doesn't say what he said this time. But he cried again with a loud voice because now God has left. God had left the scene, man. God ain't seen nothing. And this this thing was so God was so angry. God was so angry because after Jesus Christ gave up the ghost, right? He said that. Um, that the, 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 the temple was rent in two. The veil of the temple, which is the sanctuary, the church, was rent, was just just torn up. There was a great massive earthquake. You know, we have this earthquake that just hit Turkey and all of that area, right? And it, it, it hit um, Ethiopia, and Ethiopia is now split in two. That They're saying that Africa, the continent, is, is now going to become two continents, two, two countries now, right? Because it's split all the way down to the core of the earth, right? The plat, the plate is shift. The earthquake that happened when Jesus Christ died and gave the the the, the ghost was worse than what we see now today. You see all those people dying. I mean, people died on this day, and not only that, the people that were dead they rose from the dead. <laughs> I mean, it was like so powerful they got shocked out of their their gore. They like, hey, I'm back. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, like, what? And they started walking the earth. You got people, zombies running around, man. I'm serious. This is some scary stuff. It ain't no joke, y'all. People take this thing as simple. But seriously, look at what happened. It says here in the Word of God, and this is historical count, you know, um, you know, um, 60 Minutes type of stuff, you know, CNN, you know, ABC News. <laughs> this is seriously happening. And it, and it says that, Okay, let me read. It said, and straightway they ran and they took a sponge and they filled it with vinegar and they put it on the reed and they gave him the drink and the rest uh, said, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus, when he, he cried again and he said with a loud voice and he yielded up the ghost and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top, uh, uh, from the top to the bottom. 
and the great earthquake, right, rocked and, and rented the, the whole area. And, and, and it said the graves open up, all the graves that were around. I don't want to be around where no people walking out of the grave coming and talking to me. Really? Oh, my God. These people were like, what is going on? And it said many of the bodies of the saints that were sleeping, they arose from the dead, man. And, and so Jesus Christ was not the first one that resurrected here. Huh? Huh? Right? Isn't that what he says? He said many of the saints, the saints are the people who believe and trust in God, and they didn't even see Jesus Christ. They didn't even have the Holy Spirit, but they trust God. They believe in his word. They believe in the promises of God. This is the people that came up out of the grave, and they were walking around town, man. It says that, and, and all of them came out of the grave after his resurrection. Uh-huh. And, and they went into the holy city, and they appeared unto many. I'd be scared out of my mind. Man. I don't want to see. No, mm-mm. I'm trying to tell y'all. I know I am in, you know, Lord, Lord, this, reading the Bible every day and all that. <laughs> Bible something, leading on to everlasting on. But trust me, I do not want to see nobody come out of the grave and talk to me about anything, okay? Because I just, it ain't me. I'm not, I'm trying to tell you. I'm not trying to be funny. I know y'all laughing. I hear y'all. I see y'all. But I do not want to talk to anybody that comes out of the grave. I don't even like watching the exorcist. I don't even like watching those scary movies. So come on now. I don't even like going to the to the graveyard to even see my mom and dad. I'm trying to tell you, that's so scary. Okay. All right, let me go back to the word of the living God. All right. All right, let's let's go back to the last word of Jesus Christ here. Okay, so verse number um let's when he says Jesus Christ said it's finished, you have to find that one because I can't find that scripture where Jesus Christ actually said it is finished. So we have to find that. If y'all could do some research for me, um, so we can get that in. But the the number seven, um, Doctor Seabury, can you read when it says, "Father, unto your hands I commend my spirit," found in Luke chapter twenty three, verse forty six. Forgive me for going off like that, but it's some scary stuff, man. It's very scary to me. <laughs> Go ahead, Doctor Seabury. Some word about you, Amen. Luke 23, verse 46. And expect, please. 26, 23, 46. I had turned away from it with the uh, Matthew. Yeah, it goes back and forth. Yeah, it's okay. I agree. 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 I Thy hands I commend my spirit, and having said that, he gave up the ghost. This is the blessed word of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay, what does that what does that mean? Jesus commends his spirit as mm-hmm. he um, left and gave up the ghost. Mm-hmm. 
means that he died so that we can live. Amen. And he literally, um, figuratively and all of that, um, forgave us of our sins. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole reason why he came, as he said, um, he didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save it. And I thank God for that. What mm. a mighty and awesome God that we serve. Hallelujah. Mm. Yes. So that's when he, he um, gave up the ghost. Amen. And spirit to God. Amen. 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 And then John 19, verse 30, I found it. Um um, um, Paris, could you read that? And then um, Dr. Seabar, I'll have you pray. John 19 and 30. Yes. Amen. Nineteen and thirty. You said nineteen and thirty, not not thirty-eight. Yeah, Thir- three zero. Okay. Go ahead. So when he heard him, and when he heard no, and when he had received the drink, Jesus oh. said, "It uh, is finished." Was that? Wait a minute. John nineteen verse thirty. St. John, St. John, 19, oh, verse 30. Oh, St. John. Well, St. John is John because it's a, um, first John. Well, which one are you in, um, Paris? Not first John. We're in St. John. Let me read it. St. John. Again, on your Bible. Because they gave me the wrong one. Yes, yeah, so I told you to stop using that. There's the... Um, but I can see it by the Bible. Yeah, read it from the paper Bible. Please forgive me. That's all right. You're going to be all right. Yeah. It'll 19, turn over the next page to 30. When Jesus went Mm-hmm. And Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar. He said, it Mm -hmm. is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Mm -hmm. Amen. To me, it it means that um, it was finished. He 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 done what he came to do, and then Mm. he left us the Holy Ghost, the Helper, the Helper, Holy Spirit. I mean, the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is the Helper to help us. 
man. He couldn't do yeah. anymore. It was done. Mm-hmm. It was finished. Yeah. All mm-hmm. the prophecies have been fulfilled by that. Presenting mm-hmm. to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 also it was like the last thing that man could have done to him to give him some vinegar, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's wicked. <laughs> the last wicked mm-hmm. act. That's almost like trying and, to poison somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That was it. Oh, my God. It's, I mean, even vinegar again. the lowest of the lowest. Yeah. yeah. Whoever mm-hmm. did that, I'm sure they I'm sure they end up in hell. <laughs> you know? The person who of came course. to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh, seriously, what happened to them and their household? You know, the, the, it's just really, man. Wow. So he gave up the ghost. It was finished. He bowed his head and he gave it a ghost. So, so, so therefore, the Jews, because it was this preparation uh, that the body could not remain on the cross. See that even the fulfillment that no one could, not even a bone was broken in his body. You know, because of the time of the day, the end of the day, and the, the religious beliefs, and you know, getting ready to go into the Sabbath. You know. Friday night going to the Sabbath, they, they stopped doing stuff. So it says here that the, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, the Sabbath starts on Friday, goes into Saturday, correct? What we do now for that, the Sabbath day was the highest day. Um, the, they besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So they wanted to break the legs of the people that was on the cross, the two thieves and Jesus Christ. So that's what they commanded. But then the, the soldiers, um, uh, and then came the soldiers, and they break the legs of the first and of the other, which was crucified with him, that's two thieves. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was dead already, and they broke not his legs. But what the soldiers now did, they took a spear. Now, this man is dead, and they're going to put a spear, you know, a dagger, you know, into his side. For which, and then what came out of his side was blood and water. And um, science proved that um, for water to come out of your vein when um, you bleed, and there's water, it's meaning that you're under such great, um, just like excruciating pain that, because you know your body is, is what, 70% water, right? So water came out of God. Well, it came out of his body, which is a miracle, and, and not just blood. So blood and water came out, um, and he said that it, it was, uh, it, they saw and they bear record, um, and this, his record is true. And he knew that he said true that they may believe. For these things were done that the scriptures should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. And again, the scripture said they shall look upon him and they shall pierce him. So they did pierce him in the side. And after this, Joseph, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the Jews, but bestowed Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him 
leave, and he came, therefore, and he took the body of Jesus, and uh, there came the, also Nicodemus, you know, the rich man. He was one of the, the high priests, right? Um, and he believed in Jesus Christ. Remember Nicodemus came to Jesus Christ by night? Anyway, um, it, it, Nicodemus, which at the first and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloe and the hundred pounds of weight, and they took the body of Jesus and they uh, wound it in linen cloth with the spices and the manner of the Jews to bury it. Um, now in the place where his crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulchre where no man would have ever laid, there laid they Jesus' preparation day uh, for the sepulchre, uh, which was nigh at hand. I want to say God bless the reading of your holy word. Um, Dr. Seabury, would you go us and read us out? Um, if you would want to um, also ask those to come in to, um, you know, give their lives to God, to Jesus Christ now, um, if you would pray those prayers and um, do the um, benediction, I, I, I appreciate it. Amen, amen. As we are moving forward, thank you, Lord. Will there be one who will come to God and who's willing to um, repent and ask for forgiveness? According to Romans ten seven eight and nine, and John three sixteen, as you could believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth that he was raised from the dead, you would say, will there be one, someone who wants or who is interested, you can let us know um, now, or you can dial 443 you can leave a text message or via a um, text message or um, voicemail, and we will call you and get the, and get that done. But I don't know, Doctor Massey, can you hear anyone on your end that may, if they may, Amen. Um, no, no one is. No, this um, they will be able to download this. You know, you can send this forward, this message, and okay, use it over it. and over. Got it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so we will um do our. So, we will um do um, we'll be asking if there's anyone, even in general, who will want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. If you do, you can let us know. Comment in the comment box and let us know your name and put how we can reach you. Amen. And we will get in touch with you. Amen. Amen. Back Amen. in your hands, Archbishop. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paris, for reading the scriptures and the interpretation thereof. Dr. Seabury, thank you. As we move into the Sabbath, say that again. Oh, glory. 
thank you for letting me be a part of your ministry. Amen. I appreciate it. Oh, and we got work for you to do. We got so much work. Do for the glory of God. She said, Amen. yeah, she has work for you to do. We have work for you so to much. do. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for everyone that's Amen. tuned in. Those online or our TV ministry. Um, yes, I, I'm just so that um, as God has allowed me to, you know, open up the, draw back the curtains, and now, you know, others are coming in from different parts of the world. Um, over 110 countries in the world listening, downloading, um, 95,000, 95 million people, over six, uh, 20,000 listeners on uh, the, the um, uh, what do you call it, LinkedIn systems, and we're live there and uh, streaming live with the YouTube, and some, some of our ministries uh, upload the broadcast on the, their Facebook, their own Facebook um, just really trying to get the word. Some people are putting it on Instagram. I heard today uh, they're putting it in TikTok. And, you know, it's just the word of God is just profound, and everyone is doing their own way of bringing the word of God out to the world. And God's word said that in the last day, these signs shall follow us. These signs shall happen. All that you see that is happening. So as the, the pastor uh, just ask you just to come into the Lord, just repent of your sins and, and give your life to Jesus Christ now because these things that are happening will and have to come to pass. And it said that all the world will hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, all the world, and all men will, you know, bow before God and, and said, you know, Jesus Christ is Lord as they said, the centurion and all that, that this is the Christ. This is the Son of God. Man will say that. And we are leading the charge. And, and I'm just so honored that myself and, and many other people that are with me here at the Mike King Service Radio and Television Broadcasting Network are the ministries, uh, Passion of Love Outreach Ministry, and, and um, so many other ministries that are part of the network, prayer News Network, um, uh, Fivefold Ministries, um, we have Baptist Ministries on the network, so many men and women of God. We're leading the charge for this time that all the world will hear about the word of the living God. Amen. And uh, this was written, this was foretold that we would be doing such a thing. Amen. Online, worldwide web, right? And uh, every country, Amen. every nation will have access to the World Wide Web, uh, listening on their cell phones, their iPhones, on their watch, you know, in their ears as they go on their buses and the trains and look green. Oh, my goodness, how powerful is that? God's word is life, mm-hmm. man, and God for us yeah. being a part of it. given us a new mission um, and this year. And I uh, want to invite everyone to come to the Sukkot this upcoming uh, September the 29th and our cast call for the tribe of Judah, Judah, the tribe of Benjamin, and the lost tribe of Israel. We're going to depict the making of David, king of Israel, do another segment. You know, I just know that God is going to do a new thing um, as we honor God this upcoming Sukkot. But right now we're honoring God and remembering his son, the death, the, the, the resurrection, and, and the life of Jesus Christ, and, 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 and bringing everyone back to God, 
bringing everyone. There's no reason why anyone should die in their sin and go to hell. There's no reason why. There's no excuse. Everyone mm-hmm. um, can save every sinner because we all are sinners saved by grace. We are all mm-hmm. no sin bigger than the other sin. You know, some people are liars. Some people are thieves. Some people are criminals. Some people are, you know, into so much stuff. It doesn't matter what your wrong has been. You can be saved by just accepting Jesus Christ into your life. So simple. And turn from your wickedness. And instantaneously, you are now a new creature. Immediately, you're changed. Amen? Immediately. It's not, no, I got to wait till Sister So and Sally Sue said that I can. No. God says you are his. You belong to God from the top of your head to the sole of your feet and let him use you for his glory. And he's just going to give you purpose. Um, Everything is just going to be um, just totally a different world as you start ministering and and educating other people about this new life that you found, man. Amen. Praise God and bless his holy name. And we are part of that. We are part of making everyone in the world to know about Jesus Christ. And no one else can stop the mission that we have. No one can outdo us or anything because our mission is the same as your mission, but you're going to do it in your community and, 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 and ignite the world, and we have the tools to do it. And you can stay right at home and minister the gospel um, with your cell phone and your laptop and your iPhone, and, you know, you don't have to have no massive overhead. Amen? And 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 God is doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it. And and that's why we're live now on this particular platform. And and um, you know, so many people just come to see what's going on. And you know, so I thank God for that. Amen. God bless you. May the Lord bless you this this holy holy season. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. May He be gracious unto you. May He give you peace a peace that surpasses all understanding as we keep our mind stayed on him. If someone has wronged you, just say, forgive them, please, and you know they were wrong. Just forgive them and, and move on with your life. Don't even keep that because that stuff will hold you back. Um, just forgive yourself. If you've done yourself wrong, say to yourself, I self, I forgive you for the things that I've done in this mortal body, and I know and you know what I've done. Just forgive yourself. And give it to God. Let go. Let God, man. Don't take on that stuff. There's so much strain for your brother. All things to Jesus Christ. By his spirit healed through the blood of Jesus Christ, you belong to God. And, and just start this new life and just be about you. Be about his business. Just do you. Don't try to be somebody else because you can't. You know, you were totally mm-hmm. made different. But his glory and his purpose, in Jesus' name I pray. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May he give you peace that surpasses all understanding as you keep your mind stayed on him. Don't worry about anybody else. Don't worry about a thing. Don't worry about all that stuff that's going around. Don't. Just be about God's business and his word, and he'll lead you and direct your path into all truth, man, spirit of wisdom, spirit of knowledge, spirit Amen. of truth. Spirit and the angels of God that surround you will protect you and put a hedge of protection round about yeah. you. They can 
penetrate or hurt or infiltrate you. Just just keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Again, thank you guys. I can't thank you enough. Night and in the midnight praise and the midnight hour. Amen. God bless you all and Amen. I'll see you tomorrow. Saturday at ten AM. Oh my gosh, two and a half hour, two and hours and forty minutes and Sabbath with Doctor Sally Ann Seabury and and all the ministers that will come for it on tomorrow morning. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you Amen. Too. Amen. Amen. Good night, everyone. Bye bye.